It's Thursday, and Eliza Churchill is back with us. Goldie Bounce Golf every Thursday at 745 and 841 on WATD. Eliza, welcome back. Good morning. Ready Here to talk are. some golf. And uh, yes. specifically, what are we what are we talking golf rules? You know, earlier we've been chatting about the 105th Mass Amateur Championship being played this week at the Long Meadow Country Club. Yeah. Defending champ Mike Califf, he plays out of the Brockton Country Club. Field 136 players kicked off this event on Monday. You know, you can go to mgalinks.org to check in with all the action and follow the match play brackets. You know, Robin Lisa, sometimes in golf, the rules are subject to interpretation. There hmm. may be some gray areas. Take, for instance, the uh, case earlier in the season with the Masters and the HGTV rule and the Tiger ruling. Remember the controversy that, um, remember, yep. that caused and the debate that. that followed? And, you know, just how did the governing bodies come about their ruling? So we've got an interesting story brewing this week here in Massachusetts golf in regard to the eligibility requirements for entering an event such as this week's Mass Amateur Championship. So we've got longtime golf writer Tom Gorman on the line. He's got some strong views on this topic. And uh, Tom's been writing about golf since 1991. Uh, His career started with Community Newspaper Company. His work appears in New England Golf Monthly, Southern New England Golfer Magazine. Uh, God, so many. Uh, Golf Observer. Uh, he's a respected member of the Golf Writers Association of America, ING, and Golf Travel Writers of America. Woo! Oh boy, yeah, you got to read Woo. a little faster, Liza, to get it sorry. all in. But Tom, Jeez. Tom, good morning. Thanks for being with us. Well, good morning to you. I just got the weather report from your weatherman. Just the pick of the weekend is Sunday, but I'm going to try to get around in Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, unfortunately, yeah, you're right. You just got to keep an eye to the sky, as they say, and it's true uh, for the next couple of days, but uh, it's going to be a hit or miss with those showers and thunderstorms. But uh, let's see. Now, now, Eliza, you were mentioning uh, that Tom had some uh, strong thoughts on this. So, Tom, what uh, what are what are your thoughts? All right. Well, here's what's going on out in the Mass Amateur. First of all, the, the Mass Amateur is probably the most prestigious amateur title in the Commonwealth, and they've had 105, this is the 105th plane. But what happened this year is a player by the name of Mike Califf, who is the defending champion, by the way, filled out his application, and there's a question of whether he is eligible, especially since he's uh, made it to the final 16 of match play. So on Monday, I questioned the MGA about, you know, he's been living in Texas for the last 20 months and he is supposed to be affiliated with an MGA club. So the questions are, how could he be affiliated with Brockton Country Club, host the minimum of five rounds, and not consider that sort of gaming the system? Hmm. It's, uh, it's raised a lot of questions with the players, with you know observers of the MGA, and of course, you know, just uh, the, the membership is 84,000 84, members and 360 clubs. It sort of taints the uh, the process, if you will. Okay, so the rules are rules, and the, he what he was part of that last year. You said he was a defending champ, so uh, did, well, was he with Brockton last time, and then he moved, or? Well, he moved in the fall of 2011 to Texas with his spouse. Okay. And what his position was, which, which raises another question, is at the time he was director of golf at Brockton Country Club. So as director of golf at Brockton Country Club, he ran the pro shop, got merchandise sales, ran the tournaments. The only thing he didn't do was um, give lessons. And he told the MGA that he was an amateur. So that raises the raises question that they still allowed him to play. As, and as it turns out, he won the mass mid-amateur in September of 2011. 
I hate to interrupt you, Tom, but um, I think that if he was to take cash for those lessons, that would make him a professional, but he didn't because he didn't give lessons. That's, okay. that's where this, the wrong decision was made at the top of the, uh, the organization of the MGA back in, in, in September to allow him to play. Just because a, an, an amateur says somebody declares himself an amateur, but yet they're going out making a livelihood in the golf business, that's considered professional. Well, the MGA has exempted Mike into the event. This is the issue. It, their ruling is that they've exempted him and he can play. So, you know, and this might look like you you have a personal attack on defending champ Mike Califf. You know, what, what do you think about that? Well, well, Elijah, if you go to the web, our website, uh, it's my, M-Y-N-E-G-M, mindwomengolfmonthly.com. I posted a story yesterday asking for a comment from Joe Sprague, the MGA uh, executive director. He did respond, but what what has happened is uh, it's created a, a firestorm. The Boston Herald's picked it up. I'm getting hate mail already because when you when you attack an organization like the MGA, you're going to have supporters. But on the other hand, um, the integrity of the tournament is being compromised. So that's really the issue. Yeah. Now, as we speak, as we speak, I've got it online. Mike Kalis started this morning's second match play two up over uh, over his opponent. And in the first two holes, he lost. So he's all square after nine. So if he loses today, this might, the, the, the controversy might go away. But the, the bottom line is the MGA has to review their process of applications because up until now, it's been based on the honor system. Which golf is itself. It's a gentleman's game. So, Well, they, they have a well-paid staff. They have a fully staffed staff. And there are plenty of people to screen applications, especially when they knew Mike Califf was living in Texas since the fall of 2011. Yeah. Well, I don't know why they just didn't take the $150 in his application and say, you're not welcome this year. Yeah. That's what should have been done. Yeah. No, to, who follow makes, the, to follow the story further, you can go to our website, but also the fallout is going to be huge, especially if Mike Califf wins. Well, you know, which the finals are tomorrow. Also, the issue lies in the fact that what you said that they have uh, fact checkers at the MGA, but I mean, are you going to check every, you know, does everyone have five rounds at their home club in the last 12 months? Who's going to verify the whole field? Well, you know, I, I did verification question. last weekend of my, how many oh, right. rounds Mike Califf. First of all, I question whether he was an actual member of Brockton Country Club. Cause, and I've asked the MGA to, to look at his application because. To be a member at a, at, a, at a club, you have to pay the dues, and you yeah. get a, a mass golf association handicap. Well, can you just go to the club and just ask them? I mean, do they have no. records? No. no. Oh, you, you can go to you can go to a public club, uh, you know, any of the public clubs, and pay like fifty dollars to be allowed to handicap. But at a private club, the dues at Brockton are fifteen hundred dollars. So I'm questioning whether he's a legitimate member, and and when I investigated, they said he posted one round in the last year. But when the Boston Herald called down there yesterday, they bumped it up to seven rounds. The bottom line is he's gaming the system, and he shouldn't be allowed to play. Wow. Well, I know that you also spoke to the head golf professional, Rob Bradley, at Brockton Country Club, and you had played. You have about three or four sources, credible sources, for your stories. Well, I could take it. You know, this has been going on before. When the Ryder Cup was here in 99, I wrote a story about cup filled with wine, W-H-I-N-E. You know, that's when Nicholson and a lot of the players were demanding money. You know, they were coming to the Ryder Cup over here in previous years, not getting paid. But as a result of that uh, story, you know, I, I got some, uh, a ton of feed, negative feedback from the New England PGA. But subsequently, the PGA of America ended up paying the, the, the uh, Ryder Cup players $200,000 which they can give to their charity. So 
these issues, you know, when you take on a big organization, they're tight-knit, clicky, and, and they have some power, and, you know, they're out to sort of squash you if they can. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I guess the whole point, uh, Tom, is you're saying that uh, you got to make sure that these rules are stuck to if we have rules so that this kind of thing doesn't happen again, right? Correct. You to protect the integrity of the game in okay. the field. Yeah. All right. I don't. I don't have any vendetta against Mike Caleb. I've met him casually. He's a he's a fabulous player, by the way, because to win the Mass Am it takes superior talent, uh, endurance. You know, there've been rain delays typically in this event. Um, it, it's very very intense and. I'm just questioning how he got there and why the MGA didn't at least release a statement uh, clarifying all this before it gets to to a really, really big, bigger problem than it is now. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Tom, and sharing your views. And uh, best of luck with this. And I want to say, uh, you know, this type of thing sort of takes away from the amazing golf being paid at the 105th Mass Am. So check out mgalinks.org. Or if you're in the area, swing by the Longmeadow Country Club to see all the action. All right. Tom okay, Gorman. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Tom, Tom Gorman there with us this morning on WATD. Liza Churchill, Goldie Bounce Golf. She said he had some things to say, and boy, he did. Oh, yes.